Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. It's not time for us to kick back and get comfortable. It's time for us to realize the fields are ripe for harvest. There's an urgency. Our time needs to be used wisely. Our world is getting more evil as I speak. God's church will never be defeated. Our work is not finished. What's next for you outside of missions? What's next for you? That's where the excitement is. You don't want to die not finishing what God calls you to do. Caleb's example is an inspirational reminder of purpose for believers of all ages. Retirement was definitely not in Caleb's vocabulary. Following God with courage and confidence is a lifelong pursuit. The end goal of life is not to rest from all labor, but to serve Him wholeheartedly for as long as we can. Do we live with the wholehearted faith of Caleb? Do you both wait and act with perfect faith? We're never too old or too young to step up and venture out into the calling God has for our life. There's no need to be afraid. God walks with you and directs your steps. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 24, for our continuing study entitled, Step Up, Unfinished. Here's the problem. How many of you know what black ice is? Black ice. Okay, we're driving black ice. Good. How many know what driving on regular ice is like from up north? Yeah, you you know what that's like. Okay. All right, let me give you a picture. I'm from Detroit, so we're in suburb of Detroit, and we're going up a a road that goes up. And when you get there, it's icy. And the four-wheel drive is helping you. Snow tires are helping you. How many remember those little... Nails in the tires, and you're going up, and you get near the top of the hill, and the motor dies. Now, are you going forward? You're not going forward. Are you going to just stay still? No, you're not going to stay still. What are you going to do? You're going to call for Geico, because you're going to smash somebody as the car goes uncontrollably what? Backward. May I have your attention? Many of you stop going forward as a Christian a long time ago. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm just smoothingly going right along in my walk with God. Not hurting anybody, not affecting anybody. 100% wrong. If you're not going forward, you are going backward. And today, it's time for you to step up and rededicate your life to God and start going forward again because you're useless in the kingdom of God. Oh, no, I'm steady. You're not steady. You're going backward. And the problem is you're a negative influence for many. So out of a heart of love, let me challenge you. Get it right. At the end of the service at our campuses, quit playing around with this thing. Get it right. Start going forward. Now, as Paul does this, he does come to a point later in his life And he's speaking to a bunch of leaders from a church that he started in Ephesus. And he talks about 
kind of the attitude that he wants to finish with. I want you to see it. It's, it's uh, Acts 20, 24. Look what he says. But none of these things move me. All this stuff happened to Paul, you know. I mean, Paul is a guy that's shipwrecked constantly. You know, and if you ever went cruising and you noticed that Paul was somebody that's joining you in the cruise, you'd get off right away because you know that is not going to end well. Okay, that's the kind of guy Paul was. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. So I may say it with me, finish my race, say it with me, with joy. Not to finish my race, with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of Christ. Write this with me. Here you are. Step up. Finish our ventures with excellence and joy. This is a guy who started as a Jewish Pharisee. He hated Jesus. But when he met Jesus, it revolutionized his life. He became a guy that was radical for God. He stepped up to every venture that God gave him. Now, I want you to turn to the Old Testament, the book of Joshua, Joshua 14, if you will. There's lots of good role models when you come to finishing, stepping out and finishing. Many, many role models in the New Testament, many in the Old Testament. Two in this passage are really Joshua and Caleb. Caleb is one of my favorite role models in the Old Testament. Now, As you turn to Joshua 14 in the Old Testament, you see where it is. We're 45 years after an event. 45 years later, Moses brought the children to the edge of the promised land, and God said, send 12 spies in. So he sent 12 leaders in. Look out at the land. Now, God had already said, you're going to have it. And so those 12 spies came back. And there was giants. There was huge armies. There was walled cities. So 10 of them went That's a great land. It's fantastic. One day it's going to be ours, but it ain't going to be ours now. We'll be defeated. We can't make it. It's over with. Forget it. The only two that said, yeah, exactly. Man, that looks really tough. But if God said we can have it, we can have it. We're Joshua and Caleb. You fast forward after 45 years, all of those other people that refused to step up, they died in the wilderness. 40 years of circling the wilderness, never getting to the promised land. Now they're on the edge. Moses is dead and Joshua is there. And God says to Joshua, you're going to, you remember from last week, you're going to take the people in. So the only two that are really are from those times is Joshua and Caleb. Look at verse 10. Now then, Caleb speaking, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. While Israel moved about in the desert. So here I am today. 85 years old. See, notice these words. God has kept me alive. Can I have your attention? Sometimes we worry how we're going to die. We worry when we're going to die. We worry when that, what's that going to look like? But I want you to write this this morning. Our times are in God's hands. So here's what I know. You don't have to worry about that. When our time is up, our time is up. By the way, it's not too bad. We go to heaven. That should have had an amen screaming. It's not too bad. We get to go to heaven. Okay, fine. Some of you don't want to go. You can stay right here, baby. Enjoy it. 
So would you write this up this morning? Step up. Our ventures are never finished until we die. How old is Caleb? Come on, how old is he? He's been on Medicare for 20 years. He's still going for it. Watch this. Is that amazing? So quit worrying about when you're going to die. Let's finish with joy and excellence. Whenever it happens, it happens. Now you can speed it up. Don't be stupid. Well, Pastor Mark, let me see you go across that road over there with your eyes blind. Yeah, I would speed it up. You'd have a funeral for me. It's over with. Are you smoking today? Don't be stupid. Are, are you never exercising? Are you eating saturated fats? You say, well, you're meddling. I am. I tried my best to keep myself healthy. I have bad genes somewhat. You know, I had a bypass 14 years, 17 years ago or something. I had no heart. Great problems with the crazy arteries. Just genetic. So I knew. So I'm trying to keep myself healthy. I don't know how long I'll last. But see, you can't continue ventures if you're not healthy. But some of you say, Pastor Mark, I'm 82 and I'm in a wheelchair and I can't do anything. Oh, yes, you can. Join GMO. You can, from your little computer, you can talk to a person every day that's looking for Christ. Start praying. Get into a small group. There's a million things you can do. Look at Caleb. Be encouraged. Look what he says. Look at what he says in verse 11. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses set me on. 45 years. He had to be lifting weights for 45 years at Gold's Gym or something. I don't know what he was doing. And he says this. I'm just as vigorous to go to battle now as I was then. Now watch what he says in verse 12. This is huge. Now give me... The flat land. Is that what it says in your Bible? What kind of land is he asking for? The hill land. The hill land is going up. It's hard. It's mountains. He's 85 and he isn't saying, give me the little corner. Look at that nice little field with flowers. No, he says, give me the land. And I'll finish the verse for you. In the land, he knows there's still giants. So he says, give me the land. And look at that verse. He'll say this. The Lord helping me. I'll venture out and I'll finish the task. Eighty-five. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. It's a mentality of finishing what God assigns us to do. It's huge. It's huge. Now, as you and I think about this, he knew his work was not done. He wasn't trying to just kind of, well, exist. Where are you this morning with venture? I'm going to tell you a story quickly. I want you to follow me. Pay attention. You're doing good. I normally don't do this, but it's a true story, and it's so powerful, you have to understand what happened. So kind of keep your head with you. Just focus for a few minutes here. 100 years ago, more than 100 years ago, true story, two missionary couples, Sweden, they stepped up, answered God's call, and they moved to the Congo. They were there one whole year, And not one convert for a whole year. The people were very resistant to anything. Remember, this is 100 years ago in the Congo. To anything about the gospel. But that didn't stop one of the wives of the two missionary couples. She would share the love of Jesus with a five-year-old boy who would come to her back door every day and deliver eggs. So she'd just get to know him and share Jesus with him. And it just that, that's the only person she ever really got to speak to. Well, time goes on. And as time moves on, this, this wife becomes pregnant. And, and she, during the pregnancy, everything's doing good, except she catches malaria. Well, the healthy daughter is born, totally healthy. 
Her name, for the story's sake, I'll use it today, was Sarah. After Sarah was born, 17 days later, the mother dies from malaria. The husband, who is the missionary, gets angry with God, bitter, and goes back to Sweden. Before he goes, he says to the other missionary couple, I can't keep Sarah. Would you take her? They do. So they begin to watch and raise little Sarah. Now the father goes back, and about 50 years later, he's angry at God for 50-some years. I don't have time to tell the whole story, but eventually he comes back to God. Wasted 50 years angry at God. Well, this other couple, as I said, is raising Sarah up till a toddler. And then a disastrous thing happened. True story. One day, the natives poisoned both the mom and the dad, and they died. So here's Sarah in the Congo, a toddler. There were other missionaries in another community, and they came and adopted Sarah. And eventually, over time, they moved back to the United States, the northern part of the United States, Minneapolis area. They raised Sarah to a young lady. She became a Christian, followed God, went to Bible school, met a young man, got married. They started a church. A few years later, Sarah and her husband were invited to this conference, a Bible conference, in England where there were 10,000 Christians, delegates from around the world. Uh, basically, she discovered the night that this speaker was speaking, he was, he was the superintendent of these Pentecostal churches in Zaire, kind of the same country area where she was raised in and, and, and where her parents had been missionaries 50 years before. So she's watching this guy and she's thinking, I wonder if he ever met because that's about his age, if he ever met my parents or whatever. So after, after he spoke, she went to the service, and through an interpreter, she said this, Do you know the village, and she named the village, where I was born? And he says, Yeah, I know that village, because I was raised up in that exact village. She was, You're kidding me. And then she said this, By chance, do you have to remember the parents, my parents who were missionary named, missionaries there? And he said, well, what are their names? Their name was Floods. And he said, yeah, I remember them. He said, every day I would go to their back door with a basket of eggs and your mother would tell me about Jesus. And he said, I don't know if she had a single convert of all of Africa except me. And then he said this, Sarah, a few months ago I went and placed flowers on your mom's grave. And I want to say to you today, on behalf of the hundreds of churches and hundreds of thousands of believers in Zaire, thank you for letting your mother die so hundreds of thousands of people could live. That is amazing. Now, who orchestrated all that? God. Don't make a venture too complicated. Witnessing to a little boy that's giving you eggs, telling him about Jesus, turns in to a country turned upside down from Jesus Christ's powerful gospel. 
step up. Never underestimate the ongoing effect of one venture of faith. Don't underestimate what God's doing in your life. She never even knew she had a convert. One venture of faith. It's not time for us to kick back and get comfortable. It's time for us to realize the fields are ripe for harvest. There's an urgency. Our time needs to be used wisely. Our world is getting more evil as I speak. God's church will never be defeated. Our work is not finished. What's next for you outside of missions? What's next for you? That's where the excitement is. You don't want to die not finishing what God calls you to do. So I'm going to give you some things you can check off. Just things for you to think about, pray about. Very simple ones. Here we go. Our next step. This list is just a little teeny list. I have no idea what God's going to call you to do. Number one, before you can venture out for Jesus, you have to be a Christian. You have to have him in your life. I already spoke to people that have backslidden. But some of you here in Melbourne, in Vieira and Sebastian, you've never really turned your life over to God. You're a really good person. You might be very good. You might even be serving. But you're not following Jesus. You see, there's no way for you to be right with God. And you will never find purpose and meaning. You say, well, I've been hanging around the church. I'm doing okay. No, you're not doing okay. Your sin is separating you from God. You don't have peace. You don't have a purpose. You don't have joy. You don't have fulfillment. And that comes from you. And I'm going to ask you to step up this morning at the end of the service. It doesn't matter. I don't care how. And just in the last service, we had people step. A young couple came forward together. They just decided, okay, let's do it. You might be 85 like Caleb and been in church all your life and not a believer. Come on, get with it. So we can share with you a prayer, a very simple, that will change your life. So that's the first thing. Second, water baptized. If you're a believer and never been water baptized, you're disobeying God. It doesn't get you saved. It just proves that you are. You're standing in front of people and saying, I'm dying to my old self. Number three, you'll never, ever know ventures unless you're labeled to hear God. And you can never hear God unless you give him time to speak to you. Start a quiet time. Ten minutes a day. We have a devotional every single day for you, basically six days a week on the website. There's lots of other sticky notes, lots of guys. Start one. You don't know how? Come talk to me. We'll show you. We have, we have, I have a whole series of teaching on it. It's very simple. God's word is alive. It's the path for you. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The very next step you need comes from the word of God. He speaks to us. He speaks to us. Next, this is a frustrating one for me, uh, not because of you but because the enemy keeps us from what we can be. When you were born, God, we learned today, God gifted you with everything. Everything. Everything you have is from God. Everything is a gift from God. Your life, your breath. But most people don't think that. They understand the venture. They understand the spiritual part. But, but everything you have is God's. And all he asks us to do as a start is to simply give him 10% off the top back to him. And I can tell you after doing this, after doing this for 65 years, guaranteed, guaranteed, 90% goes farther than 100%. I'm telling you. And the reason I get sad is because tons of you are wonderful people. You throw a few bucks in the offering or whatever. You're wonderful. But you're robbing God, and you're not experiencing what God wants you to experience. This isn't a guilt trip. 
I don't know how to encourage you. See, we're very selfish. Well, Pastor Mark, that's like my money. No, it's not at all your money. It's not any of your money. He just asked for you to lovingly give. Now, you say, okay, I'm going to try next week, I'll give. Don't even do that. Seriously, don't do it. If you can't give it joyfully, he's not interested. By the way, you think he needs our money? And I need to tell you this. We don't need your money. You'll never find me giving you an envelope as you walk out. Hi, good morning. Here, thank you very much. Please put your name on there. Never. That's between you and God. I don't know who gives and who doesn't give. Do you know in the United States, 4% of people tithe in Christian churches. Four. So what could we do if 8% did? (sighs) Take it as a challenge. Join a small group. You guys are doing good. Thousands of you are doing that. By the way, you can't do life alone. So get in that study group. Some of you should be leading one. You've been in a small group for 12 years. Come on, step up. You say, well, I'm not a teacher. We're not asking for you to be a teacher, just a facilitator. Next, there's a short-term mission trip. I've already challenged you. Here's another one. How many of you in our campuses now, listen up, those of you watching online, how many of our campuses have a perfect marriage? Can I, can I see your hand? Just raise it really high. Liar, 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 right there. That's exactly right. Liar, liar, pants on, pants on fire. It's all over the place. There's nobody here that has a perfect marriage. Could I hear an amen? Well, if you pray with your spouse... Two minutes a day, three minutes a day, it'll make a world of difference. Because see, when you pray with your spouse, the next thing you do, you can't yell at your spouse. Because God will just beep you over right out of the head. You just pray to me. Now you're yelling at her? What's wrong with you? Pray again. Amen. That takes care of marriage counseling in the church. Okay, next. Start serving at your campus. In this maturing of your, you've never been through a series of growth. I mean, there's a lot of growth that happens here in the the sanctuary, but no grow and go. That'll come up in February. You can do that. And last, GMO, a global media outreach. What, what that is, we have over 700 of you doing this every day. And that's just amazing organization. Remember how many iPhones and I mean, emails and stuff we showed you? Well, many of those are people searching for God. They're searching for God all over the place. And you can answer that email one a day. They don't have your email. Uh, you don't have theirs. It goes through a, a clearinghouse. It's safe. And it takes you about 10 minutes a day. I get one pretty much every day. My wife does. And, and it's just great. And you're speaking to people in every country of the world. It's just unbelievable. And, and we have all the cheat sheets for you and all the neat stuff and how you can do it. It's all there online. It's fantastic. So just, just sign up for that. I want to end up with one verse and we're going to pray. I, and I want you not to complicate this thing called Christianity. Here's the verse. Romans 12.2 in the message. So here's what I want you to do, Paul says. God helping you. Remember? Without him, nothing. With him, everything. Here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. That's all all of us live here. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it for God, before God, as an offering. Step up. Venture out. Every day, God, I'm yours. Open doors, challenge me. Some of it's going to be scary. That's okay. Faith grows you. And see, in that quiet time, when you read the Word, that's where faith comes. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Pastor Mark shared a story with us about missionaries from Africa today. It showed us that we just never know what life we're touching with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It may be a very simple gesture, but everything we do should be a testimony for Jesus Christ. 
Are you ready to take the steps that Pastor Mark explained for us today? Where will God take you? Remember, it doesn't matter where we go, but with whom we go with. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m., and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. It's our prayer that God has blessed you as we've studied His Word and considered this series entitled Step Up. We pray that you've been equipped to walk in God's steps for your life. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, we will begin a brand new study in God's Word. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.